everybody. Welcome to Nexus at Night, your weekly Vanguard podcast, brought to you by our patrons, patreon.com slash Nexus at Night. I'm Atlas. Matt's fucking dying, so he decided to take a week off. I'm Rupier. I'm Chris. And our guest with us today, uh, please welcome. Uh, Outer Orange, that is me. Hello. Hello. Welcome, welcome to the show, Orange. Happy to be here. Yeah. Um, so we hear you were on our uh, quote-unquote rivals uh, drive check last week. <laughs> uh, rivals. That's one way to put it. Uh, but yes, I was. So exactly, exactly a week ago. Yeah, we, we streamed. It's yeah. pretty fun. We, I, I wouldn't exactly call it a rivalry if they're just better than us. They have sleeves with their logo on them. We don't have that. They just got that actually funnily enough they showed me those as well but i wouldn't call, i wouldn't say one is better than the other i think you guys both do good in your own ways thanks uh yeah like i said off mic we're we're quote unquote good because we've been around long enough to just like <laughs> just the the fat lazy cop who's just been around since the 70s you're like oh you're on the for- you're the scully and hitchcock of vanguard um <laughs> any brooklyn 99 fans out there uh <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so uh, I'm sure you saw that premium ban list. What'd you think? I loved it, as many people did. Um, I didn't really vouch my, like, here's my quote-unquote theory on what's going to be hit and all that stuff, but everything that got hit was what I expected, and I was actually one of the people that really wanted Tempest Fear gone, and I was telling like my, my closer people, like, I swear, if they ban Tempest Fear and Zazan, together i'll be like the happiest person ever and they they did that they they did exactly that because a lot of people weren't expecting the tempest band they were expecting zazan more um so i was very happy once i saw that i was like yep it's gonna be a good couple months like we got we got all this stuff coming up we got uh, bushiroad rumble coming up i'm gonna be a happy girl playing premium yeah except now there's the problem of trying to get everybody who's been playing standards for the last year being like Okay, so I want to play premium again, and they're like, well, we left it at home. We haven't touched it. <laughs> <laughs> True. It's okay. Bushirid can just ruin standard format. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Standard's been in a tough spot recently, or at least from what people, the feedback that people have been giving towards it. So, honestly, a lot of people have been jumping on premium anyway. Um, well, in, in no short part due to that deck depository from uh, Zero Damage Gaming and Solemn. Oh, 100 yeah. percent that that uh, the release of that like instantly i swear i saw the prices on tcg like skyrocket like i was trying to pick up some pale moon stuff and then i look at the prices i was like what happened yeah <laughs> like, i only I'm found two of up... my paratroopers fuck <laughs> <laughs> like i'm looking at prices for like ott stuff and momo is 15 dollars what no. Yes. Oh, yes. She went up, and like, if you want to touch Pale Moon, I recommend you don't touch Pale Moon, uh, yeah. because those prices are just insane now. Like everything's like doubled, tripled. Like I don't know the names of all the stuff, but even the Stride uh, Mega Trick in the 2020 collection, she was at three dollar SP. Yeah. Now she's a ten dollar SP. Um. So that's been going up slowly. It's uh. At least that's an SP and not the regular printing, though. The what? At least that's the SP and not the regular printing, though. Yeah, yeah, it's like SGR or something like that. But still, yeah. even the regular printing's been going up. Like, I remember picking up, like, four copies, and I was like, three bucks isn't bad. This is a time of my life. And, and then I looked at the prices the other day, and I was like, wait a second. When mm-hmm. did this go up? <laughs> it's weird, because Pale Moon was one of the decks that got hit. It's still tier one. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm not really the kind of the one, the person to ask exactly what tier one is, but I can tell you right now, Pale Moon is, is not is not even with the hit it's not going to be going too far down i think it'll still stay as one of the the more competitive and better decks out there it's just it's just still really clean especially the nightmare doll variant now like mm-hmm. it's still good what were you gonna in, say, the meantime, Chris? in the meantime i'm la- i'm laugh crying because himiko's 30 dollars <laughs> how much do you regret selling your genesis collection okay i'll be real um Given the purpose I sold it for, I don't necessarily regret it all that much because I am housed. <laughs> Yay! Fair. Oh, Hooray for, for a roof fair. over your head. I have a roof over my head, so I'm kind of okay right now. Um, that being said, you know, that my chances of playing Himiko Reverse are slowly but surely dwindling. And... 
that gives me an excuse to uh, stop trying to make Limit Break 4 Yadagrasi work and play the new one. <laughs> you did that for, like, I think almost half a decade at this point. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, I uh... still I have my Yadagarasu's SP. <laughs> that's how long I've been trying it. That's before the text boxes would disappear on the SP. That's just with the text box. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's long suffering right there. That's love. <laughs> um so I haven't tried the Nightmare Doll version of the deck yet cuz I, I I couldn't find my Alice's. Luckily they're like 25 cents on TCG player. So picked up, picked them up for a a buck. What what's the what's the deck look like exactly? Do you just do it in the grade 2 that lets you looper or um, yeah, you can so you can kind of go a couple approaches. You can be you can go the V premium route in quotations where you just go all dolls and you play all the new uh, stuff where you just pretty much deck them like crazy and just kind of have a party. Or yeah, you can go the great two ways the Princess of the Night Sky. Sadly, that card is sold out right now and I actually got my four copies through a different website somehow, but that card is pretty much extinct at the moment. I've had um, my but, yeah, you four can... of for a while, so mm-hmm. I, I, I still oh, have my good, four of, good. yeah. Good. But yeah, you can go through the loop where you just keep looping Alice out with the uh, grade one restander. I don't remember the turning the top of my head, but it's a doll that lets that restands as long as Alice keeps popping out. Leslie. And you can loop that with the grade two. Yes, yes, Leslie. Um, as, as I said, premium isn't like my, my uh, I'm not as familiar with premium. I know what things do. I don't know the name of all the cards, but Fair. but yeah, pretty much you can loop that. Or like I said, you can just go the full, the full doll variant with Marissa and Abigail and Chelsea and kind of go that approach where you just have like consistent Excel markers and restanding and all this other stuff happening. And then you can go into your strides and go into Harry and all the other stuff. But um, I played just a little bit mainly because I've been playtesting Nightmare Dolls to begin with. And I always thought the deck felt good. It's just that uh, it just was vulnerable to rush and some things were just faster. Obviously, before the, the ban hit, like there was just better things out there, like Harry, for instance. Mm-hmm. But now that things have slowed down, um, I do think Nightmare Dolls can have like a chance. I actually watched someone, I can't remember, it was, I think it was Golden Phoenix Games, if I remember correctly, but they had a Nightmare Doll player in there during the Blade Master parse and it was a girl actually and she actually got i think in top eight or top four she lost to zoa sadly but she was actually like up there up there and she was playing like dolls like it wasn't hairy it was like straight dolls so the deck was already doing pretty well what what's uh what version of zoa was that was that mega colony or great nature it was the great nature uh mill guard restrict variant ah yeah that's a good one the 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 stinky i have 13 cards variant (laughs) yes uh, my, my I, I got to a new record last night, seventeen. Oh God, there is um, there is a card that I've been looking at. It's like it's like a Crayola Mental card that says, uh, at the end of each turn, you and your opponent must discard eight cards. And I've been deeply looking at this card recently, just because of Great Nature and Mega Colony. <laughs> Interesting. So you're just I want like. What, just like, I'm not locked in here with you, you're locked in here with me, type of thing? Yeah, or... yeah, yeah. Oh, we we both get stuck with eight cards. You Like, it's pretty much just a card that forces you to discard until you have eight. So it's pretty much like a mini uh, Jimmy Congo card, but it's, uh... But sadly, both people have to have to discard. But see, some, some clans uh, that don't care about their hand size as much, like Nightmare Dolls, they don't really... Or just in general, Pale Moon doesn't really go through their... Doesn't have a big hand, so I can just play this card and be like, all right... You discard and I discard, but if I already have six cards, I don't care. But you have to discard back to eight after you just had your seventeen. See, what I've been doing is I, I run the Harry version of the deck with, um, but instead of using, Excel. instead of doing Starry Pop with Excel one to make it like the forty k with a crit, you mm-hmm. use the Pigeon and calling it in and out of soul and stuff and Starry yep. Pop to spam Excel mm-hmm. twos to draw. Yep. yep, that's the Harry variant. Yep. That's the way you play it. <laughs> that's, that's I've had I faced something I faced that uh, before the ban list during actually no they had the ban list on it. There's a premium Discord that I'm in and they play a lot uh, on the weekends. It's made by Notorious and somebody else. I don't, I don't remember the other guy's name, but I faced that variant and I was like, "Goodness gracious, this is uh you have only eight Excel markers. This is fine." <laughs> yeah, that's so crazy because you're just like, "I oh, put it there, getting Excel. Cool, thanks." Yep. <laughs> yeah. What are minuses? Yep. It doesn't um, exist. Exactly. Yeah. What are minuses? So the 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 main reason uh, or the main topic for the episode is uh, now that there's three formats that ha- are not broken, kind of. How do you get someone into the game? What is the best strategy for that? Um, if someone is in standard and is like, "Hey, that looks interesting," 
what do about getting them into premium or whatever. So. Well, um, so I'm really, this is kind of like, I like this kind of stuff. <laughs> Probably why we're talking about it. But uh, pretty much if you're an uh, overdressed player out there and you're like, hmm, I really want to try V premium or I just heard about premium and I want to try premium. Uh, premium will get a little bit harder to probably get into, but you can start with V so, for example, let's just use Magnolia as an example. So you're playing Magnolia, you've been having a lot of fun with it, and the nation is called Stokea, right? And you're like, man, I really want to try, like, another thing, like V Premium or something. So uh, Stokea is obviously broken apart from nation. It can start as clans. So you can pick up a clan within that. For I'll use Grand Blue as an example, as that's one of the clans. Or Great Nature, since Great Nature is more similar to Magnolia. So you can, like, look into Great Nature and start building from Great Nature into, like, a V Premium deck. And then at, once you get a V Premium deck going, then you you can upgrade it to a premium deck and it's actually pretty easy to go from one to the other to the last the play style might be a little bit different but the but getting into the format won't be as hard as like if you, it's there that you saw your animals in magnolia now you see animals in great nature and then now you can and then you're going to jump from great nature to premium where you start seeing a g zone but you kind of can go backwards i guess like you start from the freshest format and then go back a format and then go back another format and uh just take it one step at a time is the the biggest recommendation and there's um there's obviously content creators uh, websites like uh, discords and uh, quite a quite a lot out there information wise at the wiki it's a good spot Road has like their own deck lists and stuff on on their websites actually um that's probably like i've been really recently looking into a lot of, there used to be a blog i used to follow that did budget would be premium but sadly they're like not really a thing anymore they actually just quit because of overdress which is really sad to hear wow. uh they, they just they just lost all their fume and, and fire and i was really sad because actually that's what got me into like going deep into v premium was i just kept going back to this blog and they always had like a new budget profile new budget something another person i want to mention is actually vanguard insider he has a lot of budget decks uh, of v premium specifically he has a whole like playlist of just budget decks they can try out like a bunch for example nightmare dolls was on there before nightmare dolls was like op uh used to be a budget deck when luke came out so that was a deck back then it's literally 20 bucks to build and uh you build it and you have fun you know like it used to be a budget deck like it was considered not it wasn't considered anything i was one of the people that was playing nightmare dolls actually back then when luke was out so <laughs> yeah luke is like 30 bucks a pop now which is wacky that's just uh... play nightmare dolls yeah yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Alice is like a, a quarter. I think Carol, the your like main ride in that is like a buck twenty five or something. Like she went up a little bit. Um, I I went for the original printing because I have two copies of the original. And I wanted to make sure they matched. So I think the the reprint version is cheaper. But let me. Okay, they're twenty five cents each. Okay, there pretty. you go. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think something I want to add as well. Um, is if you like, it, like if you've played like, you know, if you've been playing like, you know, Vanguard for a while, and it was a deck that you were really interested in, and you just couldn't play it because the format was like just too oppressive. You know, like Blouse, for example. Like a lot of people were interested in Blouse, but just couldn't play it because everything else was just Better. so much faster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now you know you can play Blouse and. I think I think it's going to be a contender for one of the good decks of the format, and I mm-hmm. think you know while it's still cheap, I think people should really get on that. And you know those kinds of like, or like those OG budget builds, people should really explore those again because it's a new ter- it's a new frontier. Um, you're allowed to explore again. You know you're allowed to have fun. One hundred percent. This is going to be the 1990s of Vanguard. Like there was a lot of shit that we just came out of. <laughs> But uh, th- there's going to be wacky hair and uh, really cringy stuff that we're going to look back on in a couple of years. But for now, let's enjoy ourselves. I mean, hey, it's a good time. I'll, I'll be honest. Like, you know, I've been experimenting with a lot of Genesis builds right now. Because um, a lot of people are like, Regalia or a bus. And honestly, as much as I like Regalia, I think that's kind of unfair. Because I feel that a lot of Genesis decks are quite good without Taro. And they, they just refuse to explore it. Um, one that I found was pretty consistent, honestly, was Artemis. Um, <laughs> like, I like you know it sounds really stupid, but you know it's one of the few decks that you know are able to capitalize heavily on draw on a uh, drive checks. Um, and it's and it's self-searchable because of its ride chain. 
So, like, yeah, no, I find that it's a very consistent deck. And, you know, those those things that you don't really, like, think about until, like, you look at the cards and go, oh, that's interesting. So, yeah, no, go back and dig through those boxes of commons and the cards you didn't want that are, like, 70 cents and go read those again because those are really good probably. Yeah, there, there's a... Uh... There's this Kagero common that's like Soul Blast 3, Grade 3s, and your opponent discard, retires or discards a total of 6 cards. So, in Eugene, can't believe I'm saying this, which has a lot of Soul Charge and can put Grade 3s into its Soul Act with Tribash, you can now abuse that. Do you see where I'm going with this? Yes. Yellow, Yellow Card Vanguard just put up a video about it. I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes if I remember to. Um, I'll try and do that uh, just that's so we have it. Somebody... I know. Somebody won with it recently. Like, it legit, like, topped. Oh, Like, okay. no joke. It, it had a top. I can't remember where. I think it was in Japan. It was either Japan or Yellow Card. I really can't remember who, but somebody. Because a different fight brought it up, too, on a stream. We both saw it. Like, I think he's actually the one that liked it, and then I retweeted it on Twitter. But literally, there's that, that list you're talking about is, like, out there. Somebody somebody won with it somewhere. One of, one of the premium events. Somebody took that deck. Yeah. And, and people are like, what the heck is this? What, what, is, what is this Eugene deck? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay, so do you guys know the card name? Uh, no, not top of hang, hang on. I, I, I was uh, yelling about it in our in our group text, uh, Chris, with um, yeah. with Edwin. Uh, yeah, the name is there. Dragon Knight Nizari. N-I-Z-A-R-I. Uh, grade 3, 13k, act on rare, soul blast 3, grade 3s. Your opponent chooses a total of six cards from his or her hand and rear guards, puts them in his or her drop zone, and this unit gets plus 10k till end of turn. That's not once per turn. So. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you're probably not going to do it twice in one turn, but still. Come on. That's crazy. <laughs> that's so. Oh my gosh. Against the Great Asia player. I love it. I yeah. want to play this deck. Oh, you know what? You know what's another thing I learned? Uh, everyone's like, oh, Gastille got hit. DIs are dead. DIs aren't dead because. No. Uh, hope on damp is broke on damp. Uh, yes, yeah. yes it is. And also, like, you could still just combine no life king with like Charhan or Magnus. Magnus. Like, oh no, your vanguard is only restanding. Wait, oh no, you're only going to have like a ridiculous number of attacks with a crit once instead of twice now. It's, no, it's still really good. Yeah, I, I played against uh, Rice LOL, at LOL Chaos. Also, has been on this show before. Uh, last night, and uh, Hope on Damp uh, made a 17-card hand not matter for the most part. So that's cool. Because yep. you have to guard with 20, with 20, with 20k intervals yes. every single time. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I was putting down like 3, 4 cards, like exactly, to, for cards that would have been a 1 card. So he just ripped yeah. apart that hand in seconds. And, yep. it's and even like, without that, you're like, attacking with your vanguard, you know, going into, like, Borrow Magnus, attacking again for, like, ridiculous number, popping out two extra attacks that are, like, plus 10k. Mm -hmm. And you retire the whole board while you're at it. Everything yeah. goes to soul. Yeah, although <laughs> what, one time I, pl I, I played against him with Pale Moon and I kicked his ass because he's like, put your rear guards into your soul. You're like, okay. Okay, thanks. <laughs> like... <laughs> thanks for saving me the trouble. I usually have to play a card uh, to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, ah, bet. Yeah. Thank you for the Dorian card. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. It's like that. Dorian. That, it's like that meme. Ooh, self burn. Those are rare. Like. <laughs> Speaking of um, weird soul soul mechanics, uh, Amon just recently came out where you force the opponent to like stack their soul, or the other way around, they soul blast out their soul. How do you feel about that? Oh, I sounds have, interesting. I've uh, I, I've wondered about this for a long time. Where I'm like, I wonder if there's a card that'll make the opponent. Soul Blast, and then uh, people have told me before that, like, that's a little too broken because that can <laughs> seriously screw... So it's finally come. I don't know. Mm. Um, Amon Reverse is going to walk and then uh, make your Soul Blast. Calling it now. <laughs> My uncle works at Bushy Road. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll have to see if your uncle is right the next V collection. Mm -hmm. if, if, if my uncle decides that he wants to be a dickhead and lie to me, he's fired. <laughs> I'm wondering if uh, if Polaris and Locks are going to be actually good. Because um, uh, restanding talented rhinos don't cut it no more, and I gotta think of something else. Um, but, uh, yeah, if they suck, I'm going to be bad. 
Is like uh, great nature your main your main yeah, go to? Yeah. That's what I figured. BTO seven. <laughs> I like um, Leopold. I know I know he's like super side stuff, but I really like Leopold. Like I started the game in May twenty nineteen. So yeah. like literally, I think uh, it was it was I think right when Melody came out and right before Kokaitis came out. So like. But anyway, one of the few decks I ended up trying actually was Leopold. It was like one of the first decks I touched aside from like Grand Blue and Guild Paladins. And I thought that deck was so cool. I was like, I get to look at my creatures and then I get to bring them out to the board and then I get 15k power and then I lottery and then I swing at you. And I thought the concept was so fun. <laughs> yeah. It is fun. I, Zoo Pals is what I called it. I, I definitely... Well, because it, it was so good like back when I when I started with the BTO7 it was just on attack dope something. End phase, it dies, and then limit break, counterblast, call it back. So that was great at the time. And then Leo reverse was even better. So I was like, this is awesome. Moved on to better, greener pastures. And then the V-series Leopold came out, and I'm like, this is great. I love this. Um, and I hoped that they would bring back Leo reverse, but they didn't for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I don't know, maybe the next time round we'll get one. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. It's, uh, I think the Leopold concept is just super fun. <laughs> it's the only Great Nature deck I really want to build. I want to build Isabel, but then I was like, eh, do I really want to build Isabel? It's not very good. Like <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> the, um, some One of our friends in, in the group chat was like, are you kidding me? Great Nature's great and premium. Isabel with that, uh, you know, test tube thing is a denial griffin. I was like, okay, but how do you win? <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, but yeah. he was like, it's a denial graph. I'm like, but you don't win with it. It just stops something. Yeah, you need more than just stopping a loop or or denial graphing something. Sadly, to get to a win con, and and, and the other win con is like you know like Zoa or something else. I'm not too familiar with Great Nature and Premium, though I do have a very very good understanding of what the cards do. What the guy that got me into the game is actually a Great Nature main, um, so I know a bit about Great Nature, but." Uh, my long story short, yeah, there is kind of like a wincon issue, at least with with current with the, how Isabel works in current premium. But who knows? Yeah. Maybe now with the new stuff, uh, there's maybe there's something that might make her better. But that lottery is just kind of awkward. Yeah, um, it is also awkward that you gotta like. So th- they released uh, this lemur thing, which I, it looks like Zabumafu. You remember that TV show? <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Yeah. <laughs> uh, the effect is you mill with it, and then if it's a normal unit, you soul charge. If it's trigger unit, you counter charge. So with Isabel, you get to do both, but her effect, in order to like reactivate that effect, is a counter blast. So it's just you get a soul charge out of it, effectively. Yeah. Which is not enough. I would have rather had it be a soul blast, because um, great nature eats uh, eats resources like it's going out of style. Um, <laughs> I was about to say uh, that's the issue of great nature is is honestly the resources, especially in V. Like, what are resources? Like, you run out of your stuff so fast, and then you're kind of just stuck. Uh, I have my hamstay build in Vimium, and it's terrible. And I'm just waiting for the beast tamers to come out so I can play that instead. Oh, for... bunny beast tamers? Yeah, that looks looks good. Not a fan. Really? I, I'm, and this, I'm a Pale Moon player, and I, I so I tested it out um, on TTS a couple times, and it's it's a, it's a good deck. Don't get me wrong; it's okay. really good. My issue with it is that you kind of are in this awkward tempo where you either throw up a board and 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 die, or you don't throw up a board and you still die. So like, you really need <laughs> to know when to push, and if you don't push at like the exact correct moment, you are 100% dead next turn because the the deck does not have any hand size. The your the way you get a hand is by running draws, like. That you literally have no way. Like you would think the drive checks and stuff would kind of help, but they but they really don't. You're constantly kind of breaking even with everything because of how much uh, movement is happening. But the movement is like very, it just doesn't help your hand at all. So you kind of get to this situation where you just eventually are stuck with three cards, and then your opponent's like, "All right, crit, you know, restand whatever, and you die." And you're like, "Cool." <laughs> yep, pretty much. Well, that's awkward. <laughs> uh... That's the only thing. I mean test it out and see for yourself kind of how you feel like i said with the heal guards coming out there's kind of a weird temple to begin with because you know now with your guards out you can't just you know have a, a great three turn on your first ride anymore you kind of need to be more cautious but um personally i still i still think nightmare dolls is the better deck of the two if i had to pick one i think nightmare dolls is just still better it, it just draw a little bit better if you run aaron or ellen as some people call her she's an r and l but that girl lets you draw and just the the way you get your excel markers you can kind of hold off a turn you can recycle stuff you just have more flexibility to survive whereas with the bunnies you just uh yeah you, you just can't you, it's more glass cannon yeah but that's been pillman for a long time uh so I'm, that's that's true 
I do believe you, though. I can definitely see it being, oh, you didn't kill me? I'm going to kill you then. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a GG nerd. Yeah. It does have a really, really fun movement. Like, the jumping Jill combo with the, with the new stuff is really fun. Like, that one, like I remember I, I was piloting it, and I had that moment of, like, genius five head where I was like, oh, my God, I could do this into that, into that, into this, into this. And I was, like, having, like, a whole, like, like, like a moment. I was like, this is so cool. And then I died next turn, and I was like, I'm sad now. <laughs> it, really, it really do be like that, honestly. <laughs> Uh, having extra Excel markers really helps too, because that's another thing. Like, uh, you, if you're if you're kind of stuck on one Excel marker, uh, you're kind of you don't you can't move around as much or as freely as you want to, because there's only so many like things you could do. But yeah, when you because uh, I know it like turns rearguard circles into your vanguard circle. Um, mm-hmm. Does that that doesn't become a ride? It's not like you get an Excel when that happens, right? Uh, if I'm if I'm thinking this correctly, no, that you don't get it. It just becomes a vanguard for a turn, and then it goes okay. back to being a guard. So no, it's just literally you take you take like a beast tamer and you make it a vanguard essentially. Wherever wherever they're located, they just become a vanguard, which really sucks by the way because you can't touch that circle anymore. So for example, if you have something you want to suck in, you can't suck in any that circle at all. Like you can't touch that circle, which kind of sucks because you would think it's like a good thing, but that's one less spot that you can move around with, which can actually screw up your your combo. But yeah, because <clears throat> like, uh, what is it? Jumping Jill, suck a rear guard in, bring a rear guard out. Can't touch the vanguard or the second vanguard, or like stuff like that. Sucking the rear guard, call it the back row, right? That's yeah, the, yeah. yeah. That... And that movement, the the sadly, if you, whatever your vanguard is, in case you need to suck in like another spot, like you can't touch that spot. So you have to think about like other ways to to do that. Which not saying that it doesn't work, it does work, but it just makes it so sometimes, like I said, that's why that second Excel circle really helps. Mm-hmm. There are some situations where like you're kind of put in an awkward spot and like you can't suck in a certain way and it just kind of messes up the the tempo. Gotcha. But the deck still explodes like crazy. Like if you give it and if they survive another turn, uh, they will <laughs> they will kill you. <laughs> um. <sighs> so I I figure uh, since since you're here, um, we've never had you on the show before. What's uh what got you started in your channel? Ah, that's actually an interesting one. So my channel was originally a gaming channel. Um, if you ever click on my channel and look at how many videos there are, there's definitely a lot more, and a good majority of it is actually not Vanguard content. Uh, fun, funny enough, but I used to. So a while back, I was really into games, and I'm not gonna lie, and I don't recommend anyone looking at those videos. They're really bad and very raw, and just very like me just playing video games and 100%ing stuff, but with really bad audio. Like I'm literally using a microphone audio, and my sound is like 2%. You can barely hear me. The music's too loud, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But um, yeah, I don't. I hit a point with Vanguard where I really want to create content and get stuff out there. Uh, I was kind of like I was playing it for a while. And I don't know, something just hit me. COVID was happening. And I was like, you know, it'd be a good idea rebooting my channel and rebooting it towards stuff I really like doing. Like, for example, anime and Vanguard content and box openings and like just kind of like other things. So I slowly started migrating towards that direction. I originally started with like just box openings and figure openings and like random Amazon stuff that I found. And then I started slowly pushing more and more. And then zero came out. So I started coming out with like some zero content. And then out of nowhere, I just kind of completely took the channel completely went to just straight Vanguard with a minor like, sprinkle of like Genshin Impact and a couple other things. But I don't know. I just, uh, I woke up one day and I was like, I really want to bring more stuff to Vanguard. Um, you know, I was talking to some people that I got into the game and they, 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 they said that they struggled and finding a lot of resources and they thought that I was pretty knowledgeable in the game to the to the point where I should create content is literally what I was told by the two people that I trained into into Vanguard so they were like you should try it out like you're really good at talking you're really expressive you could really get people in the game you're very positive and I was like I thought about it and I was like you know what I'm gonna do it let's go let's go let's bring on this content so uh, here we are <laughs> right on Ooh, right on that's awesome um, Very nice. Where did the name come from? Uh, another funny story. Do you want the do you want the, 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 the honest story or do you want me to like, you know, uh, censor it? This is a <laughs> this is a podcast where we say fuck more than we say hi. Uh, so <laughs> Yeah. So please, uh, uh do do what you want. Alright, cool. So I was sixteen. And I'm definitely not 16 right now, so this was a bit ago. Um, and I had an Xbox 360, 
and uh, I was a female, and I really wanted to be funny, so I named my original name on there called Shaved Banana. Okay. <laughs> and, and that was that started a lot of stuff. I just want to let you know that was the worst decision of my life. Like, <laughs> there are so many stories I could talk about because of that name. A lot, first of all, a lot of people think I'm a dude because I named myself Shaved Banana, which I thought was even more hilarious. Like people go into the Xbox chat, oh yo, what's so Shaved Banana? And I'm like, hi, and they're like, oh my god, it's a woman. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's either that or it's like, what are you, twelve? You're like, no. <laughs> Yeah, that that's happened too. People think like a, I'm, a, I'm like a 12 year old or something, and oh, you know, there's always that like that writing joke like, oh, there's no women on the internet, blah blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, I'm not gonna go into the whole details of like all of that. But long story short, that name had quite the image on the internet. Yeah. Uh, but going oh, over the years, like getting a PS3 and a PS4 and all this other stuff, I had to make an account, and I was like, you know what? Do I really want to keep going with this pain of shaved banana? Like, I really had to think about it, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna change it up and I was like all right what well, no banana oranges <laughs> that's pretty much how that happened I was like all right what what's what goes well with oranges peels are kind of cool what about the outer part of the peel oh outer orange and then I was like it's really stupid but I'm gonna make this my name and the only reason why it's stuck is because obviously since I used to be a gaming YouTube channel and I used to actually record through my PS4 and my PS4 obviously had my outer orange name so I just transferred over so that's literally like the the, the, the story um pretty much but yeah long story short don't name yourself something that's really kind of provocative because people are gonna start sending you nude pics and trust me it's not worth it <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much where that led by the way like having that name i have a lot of stories of people sending me things because i would make jokes like haha shave banana but i don't have one you know and then of course the dudes are like haha you don't have one but i do here is this and i'm like oh god no this is not where i wanted this to go so that's why outer orange came out of that (laughs) gross i think people will send you porn no matter what your name is though <laughs> you know, unfortunately, I haven't gotten any since. I have an outer orange, and I have not gotten anything weird or anything that that shouldn't be a thing. It's been really nice and respectful ever since I switched out orange, and I do kind of miss the fun times of having shaved banana. But I'm also happy that I don't have to deal with all the weird stuff anymore. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I I talked about this on our uh, bonus show, Patreon.com/slash/Nexus at night, but. Uh, <laughs> Over the weekend, somebody messaged me on uh, Instagram with the name FootFet20. <laughs> and uh, they just said, hey, what's your sh- uh, shoe size? So, yeah, I think porn now comes... Now the second time that Atlas has been randomly sexualized. Yep, that's... Dang. Yeah. So, it doesn't matter what your name is. Now, granted, my middle school bully used to call me Assless Nocock, so... Oh, uh, no God. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to my other show, Generation Dan, my co-host Dino the Genetic Marvel found out about it, and now he brings it up literally constantly. So, <laughs> uh, cool. Um, <laughs> what's uh, what made like what made you want to play Pale Moon as your main clan, or just whatever clans you like? Um, well, Pale Moon is, like, my secondary main plan, technically. Oh, Grim, me too. It's actually what I started with. Um, and, uh, I don't know which one do you want to hear first, like, Pale Moon or Grand Blue? Uh, Grand Blue first, I guess. Go chronologically. All right. Oh, okay. So, uh, the person that got me into the game, it, t- it took a lot for him to get me into the game. Like, I really didn't want to try Card Fight Vanguard because I had some bad past with card games with magic the gathering so i was just not really feeling it It was, it's been five years since like the incident happened i was kind of iffy about it but he was like really trying and he was like all right just give me like a, a something you like and i was like well i really like graveyard decks i used to really be into yukio so i guess that's a thing mm-hmm. and then he just literally threw up a deck like in my face like like a week or so later it was it was baskirk back in the day the only thing he told me is i had to get the baskirks but he literally got like the cutlasses and uh, what was it runeshade a couple other cards just just you just pretty much got me a deck ready 
and he then he got and then we got the baskers together at a, at a store and that's pretty much what started with how i started with grand blue but i actually didn't get into grand blue that aggressively until kokaitis came out once that came out that's it it was game over that's my husband that's my boo that's my counter blast i mill four cards call two cards get the flinger out I, I blast you with with all this stuff and you can't guard from your hand type of concept like i was the happiest person alive <laughs> i went to regionals with this deck and by the way i've only been playing the game for about three four months because like i said i started in may but i didn't actually start getting into the game until august and regionals was in october and i went to regionals here where i'm located and literally i was winning with this flanger kokaitis deck i don't know how because i was so new to the game i was literally going 4-0 like i was like actually like winning and i was new to the game and i like and there's not and i actually didn't care about winning or losing but something about that day like i really clicked with both with vanguard and i clicked with grand blue that day like something just started making sense i was like you know what this deck is like awesome i actually understand it i love revival i like the defense mechanic so that's kind of where i got with grand blue by the way i didn't get too far after that i started losing mainly because i had no idea how narakami works i did not know they have a card <laughs> that has a guard restrict on it which is a great two and i learned that day that you must green shade properly because i green shaded for a perfect guard thinking oh this excel clan they got nothing on me i'm gonna i'm gonna perfect guard all their stuff i got these three perfect guards their last attack is like uh yeah 37k guard restrict and i was like oh my god my whole hand was perfect guards and a 10k block and I, I literally didn't have enough. And I was crying on the inside. I was like, what just happened? Did I just lose because I grabbed the wrong card for my drop zone? <laughs> it was really sad. But that's pretty much kind of my grand blue story. A lot of people know me as the the Kokaitis lover, or the my my husband is Kokaitis, so my avatar. I don't, I don't call it my avatar, I just call it my husband. Like, literally, I'm just married to Kokaitis, and that's just a fact. Like, no one, it's not, no one else is married to Kokaitis. It's just me. It's my baby. I love it. Like, that's funny, because, like, my my first deck was BTO6, like, the original Kokaitis, the Limit Break one. Ah, uh, Kokaitis. Yeah. Uh, it, it was pretty bad back then, though. It was like, Counterblast 2, get one thing, and that's it. Yep. <laughs> it sucked back then. Uh, yeah, sadly, Kokaitis has never been a very strengthened card, I would say. I feel like it's always been kind of lacking, whereas, like, other cards have kind of had their, like, like, for example, Night Rose, obviously, and Beatrice and stuff, and, you know, Beatrice, though, is kind of like a newer card, but I guess Night Rose is a better example. I definitely agree that, like, Night Rose and how it plays, it usually plays better, but I just like the defense that Kokaitis brings, and that's why the reverse stuff that's coming out, I'm really excited for, because we gotta retire, and I'm so hyped. I'm so hyped. What about uh, Pale Moon? We're actually into that. Uh, so remember I mentioned those budget deck lists uh, on Vanguard and Sars channel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what literally that's word for word what got me in because the thing that was happening is this was after the uh, regionals and I really wanted to play another deck but I just bought Kokaitis and I bought Golds. I don't know why I bought Golds. I like it and all but I wasn't really playing it and then someone gave me Bermuda Triangle with the Melody stuff but after but it was after the restriction with the Lisa lot at the time and I really wanted to play another deck that wasn't like those. I just want something else. I want something different and. I was, uh, Lukier was super ridiculously priced back then, like she is right now, and I really didn't want to throw down like $100 on like four cards. So I was looking around, and I remember pulling a Carol, and I was like, what the heck is this? I read it, and it says, at the end of the turn, Counterblast, discard two cards, restand, and, and with, with another work, or blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this sounds so freaking cool. I want to play this. And then I was looking around for some deck profiles, because I was still a noob. I didn't know how to build stuff. I still don't know how to build stuff. But anyway, and I found Vanguard Insider's video about Carol, and I was like, oh my god, this exists. This deck actually exists. So I instantly started like putting it together and all this stuff, and that's pretty much what like just that was my entry level into Pale Moon. After that deck, like after I started playtesting it, I was actually winning on my locals with it. I beat an Anger Blader deck with my Nightmare Doll deck, by the way, just like, nice. you know, this is for the restriction. So yeah, he was so surprised. I had a rush two turn. My grade two turn, I just started rushing him like crazy. Put him, I put him to four. I actually went in a crit of my Vanguard on top of that. And he was like, what the hell is going on right now? I'm playing Anger Blader. You're the one that's supposed to be at four damage. And I was like, oh, no, fam. I'm just, I'm just here with my dolls. And, and <laughs> this is before the new stuff. This was like with the old stuff and everything. And then he died too. I was very surprised. I wasn't expecting to take that W because I heard about Angerblader and how awful it is and how awful it is to face. I don't remember if I won first or second this game, but I just felt very happy about my W. But regardless, that's pretty much what got me into it. Because after that, I was like, I want to try the other ones. And then I built out the stage. And then I built um, I built Beast Tamer, like old Beast Tamer. And then, um, what was it? Harry came out, so I built that. The only deck I didn't build throughout all this time until literally a month ago was Lukier. And that's because Lukier is always extremely expensive. And it wasn't until my friend moved to a different state, gave me his entire collection, which had four Lukiers in it, that I actually finally tried Lukier, like literally a couple weeks back. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> 
It's not. And it's not that great. <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, very hyped up. I gotta say though, when you said uh, like your opponent died, I know you meant got him to six damage, but my mental image went he he just like had a heart attack and collapsed, and you're like, well, that's a win for me. And <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I can't control what my brain thinks. It's weird. Oh, no. but, yeah, that would be so sad. I just imagine <laughs> dying because a nightmare doll player restood on you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It, oh, what? I understand they have a heart attack. Oh, I'm, I'm coming, Elizabeth! Like... <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's funny because some people had no... like Every time I played someone against that I get with that deck, everyone's like, what does this do? They read it, and then they give it back to me. And then I do my thing, and they're like, wait a second, you can do that? I was like, you just read the card. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing whenever someone... Because they read it, and they go, I can take this. And then they, you start doing your thing to like... I can't. There has to be something. There has to be a loophole. Then I gotta read it again. And... It's just, uh, it's just one of those decks that if you don't at least see the full combo in action, you don't know what to do. I think people now know because they've been you know, around it more. But at the time, you know, a, re a deck that restood with the counterblast, the top of all the multi-attacking could do between Alice <laughs> and Carol. And uh, I used to run the Armoureth Beast Tamer that let me suck stuff in, and I ran Kim Chimera, and then I ran a Silverthorn unit that gave extra power, and all this stuff. So there's just so much. And I, and I ran Trapezes, too, so I was able to just suck stuff in, bring stuff back out, and, and Jumping Jill. And there's just so much going on that, like, people think, oh, this is just, you know, Pilman doing Pilman stuff. And then you realize that I'm restanding getting Excel markers called the Foulbury. Like if you give me three CB at the time, if I was given three CB, that's it. Like if you're at four damage, you're you're dying. You're dying through defenses and everything. You you're dying unless you heal like three times. Like death is coming your way. Yeah, being at four damage or more against Pale Moon is you're you're dead probably. Yeah, it's scary um, unless you want a defense, and even then, it's you're you're still kind of dead. Unless you haven't taken over trigger on damage. Uh. Oh, over trigger. Yeah. Gotta love those. Yeah. How you feel about those, just in general? Um, honestly, so my thing about it right, recently, I discovered kind of like why over triggers are so stupid. It didn't really occur <laughs> to me until the other day that there's 46 cards in overdress. That means that the chances of you getting an over trigger is even higher than it would normally be in like 50 cards, right? Well, technically 49 if you include the starter, yeah. but still, like, like it just I I'm not a fan of over triggers because of how they sway games i don't mind them as a casual concept like like casually playing like and i know everyone pretty much says this like casually they're like okay you know there's really no issue but every time i play locals and i'm trying my hardest and i'm over here like playing out the perfect game and i literally watch my orthos over trigger guy hit his over trigger get double power double crit double everything and i just have to go from two damage to four and I couldn't do anything about it, is kind of a problem. However, the issue, another issue with Overtrigger is mainly in Overdress. I think this is more of an issue in Overdress than it is a premium, is the fact that the shield is so awful in Overdress that makes Overtriggers even that much more powerful. Like, you have these situations where you can't guard early, putting yourself to, like, three damage, and then your opponent Overtriggers you, and you just die because you couldn't guard early, if that makes sense. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that we have, like, these weird 5k shields everywhere, or we have fake hands where you think people are holding stuff, but they're just holding, like, nothing. It's like the fra the fragile the way that the, the the format is so fragile that makes it just so hard to deal with over triggers even more. Like I feel like if the shield value was higher, you would have more. Yeah, over triggers would still suck, but at least you would have kind of more like flexibility to deal with your damage. But I had a game one time where I was a Brigade player, or they were playing uh, Prism. I mean Prison. Sorry, Bermuda Triangle. Um, <laughs> but they're playing they're playing Prison, and literally I was holding 5k shields or orders. And I literally couldn't guard. And they just killed me just because I couldn't guard. And it's not that I mulliganed poorly or anything like that. I was mulliganing like, for what I needed. Didn't see my triggers or anything like that. I just literally couldn't guard the whole game. And I was playing Zorga, so I just... I just I died. And this is a new player, by the way. He literally started the game like two weeks ago. He had like maybe four games under his belt. Like, I literally died to a new player because I didn't have enough shield. Like, it's just... Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the, a bigger problem. Overtriggers are a problem, but they're more of a problem because of how the, the format's set up, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, because, like, 10k shields are given to you by effects and not just around like they are in V or, and by extension, premium. Yeah. Like, uh, the the weird antelope thing in Stoikea or um, that, that, like, steampunk guy in Dark States where you get a counterblast for it. Like, it, it, it's this... Yeah awkward number that you're like okay i'm hitting for 18 you're like oh i don't want to guard with this 15k but i have to yep, yep. yeah 
Or you have to ditch like two cards to block for something mm-hmm. that you could have blocked like one card. It's like you're you have to get through your hand like so much faster in some situations. And then like there are some games where you feel like you're like on the top of the world and then you're winning and then suddenly you lose and you don't know why. Where did it all go wrong? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's just kind of a weird mix. That's why. Okay, so it's long story short, I don't like hate over triggers. I don't love them. I do think that they make it harder to figure out how meta is, in my opinion. I don't. I know some people disagree with me on this, but like I legit think that it, you can play pretty much almost any deck and pretty much be successful with it as long as like you you mulligan correctly and you're because you're always gonna hit your vanguard right. You're always gonna hit your main boy, whatever your your main boy is, and you're always gonna like you're always gonna get to your like quote unquote win con right. But it's just a matter of like how the triggers go, what your opponent's holding and if you hit your over trigger and persona ride and that's why i think it's harder to tell like what meta is because i feel like even decks that aren't as good can still compete and get first place just because of just like rng being a thing like yeah there's some decks that can perform better but i feel like even the lower decks have a chance to come on top just because of how overdress is right now and i don't know it's just my personal opinion i, I think some people will be like no no but bruce but but bash it's like yeah no they're still top decks I'm not saying they're not, but I I, I could I, I definitely I will definitely I can agree that Eugene can also eventually top if they just keep going to locals. Like they'll they'll top eventually just because they got lucky enough. It's it's a thing. I'm telling. There's a reason why there's so many different variety of decks that you see, like all these different lists and all this different stuff. Because like like I've seen it even in my own locals. Like a person that's been playing like a crappier like like combo like Shieldfisher deck and then suddenly they get that they get second place somehow because they hit their over triggered because they had the great hand they they persona wrote enough times. Like there's like these weird. Mechanics that if you do it enough times, you're gonna win the game. Yeah, the uh, like and math backs you up. Like the the deck sander, uh, mm-hmm. keeping an eye on tops. It, it's not like it's like you have like bigger chunks on that pie chart, but there's a lot of shit on that pie chart. Yep. Um, yep. Exactly. Yeah. Um, like even uh, what was it like? Well, it, well, there's uh, there's the, the lyrical meta was kind of weird to watch, but like I'm telling you, I feel like any deck has a chance. Like you're not you're gonna have less of a chance, but I think you have a chance. Like in comparison to V, if you bring like the worst, not the worst deck, but say you bring like, uh, like sorry to Mega Colony players, but say you bring the uh, V Premium Quint Collection Mega Colony deck, the, the more recent one that came out, like the chances of you successfully winning with that deck is like almost impossible. Like I hate to say it, but it just unless everyone else brings like that exact same level deck, like the chances of you succeeding with that deck is a lot less. Whereas in Overdress, if you bring Eugene, you're, you're probably going to get a top eventually. Like it's going to happen. It may take more time than a Bruce player, but you'll get there. And then if you bring Eugene to a premium tournament with that new grade three guy, you might actually, you might <laughs> take it over. <laughs> to, you might top something. Oh, Jamio Kondo was banned. That's a shame. <laughs> That's a shame. Here's this oh, other card uh, that does well, this other deck that does something similar. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I I don't know who was like who saw Eugene and was like premiums back. I know exactly what to like. Some dude was going through his comments and he was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how premium is, though. That yeah. You see that one card and you're like, hey, this interacts with that. And then you start cooking. Yeah, which is what I'm most excited about. And, uh, yeah. Did, did you guys have uh, anything else to add? Not really, no. Nope. Look, looking up prices of cards in TCG player, like, if I want to make an up-to-date Magus deck, it's gonna cost me, like, 90 bucks. Ugh. Gross. Uh... I'm currently cooking. Okay. I mean, wait, was that the list that I sent you, or is that something else? Yeah, no, the list you sent me. It's just, like, Momo is $15. Woof. Um, well, your, uh, yeah, your... Uh, I'm sending you guys your Patreon stuff in a couple of days here, so that'll cover about one Momo. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com oh slash Nexus at night, please help. You get bonus content. Um, you get one whole Momo. Yeah. <laughs> I still have the original sign on top. Oh, that's right. I need Tsukuyomi's too. Oh, Tsukuyomi. Yeah, because uh, you add anything and then discard, so you can use it to dig for stuff, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, OTT has some fun mechanics. I like it. I only I only play the budget stuff though. I play the witches, so I'm pretty uh, pretty pretty dead in that in that area. But it's fun, and then we're getting more witches. Witches are so getting excited. supported. Yeah. Yeah. I also I love that stride that makes you drop too. That thing's great. Um, or makes the opponent drop too, or take the damage with no trigger effect. Ah, huh, interesting. Yeah, it's like from a long time ago. Um, but uh, 
Orange, thanks for uh, hanging out with us today on Nexus at Night. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a pleasure. I, I thought this was actually super fun. Sorry if I got a little talkative. But no, no, it's it was okay. Exciting. It's a podcast. You're supposed to do that. Um, whoa. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> yeah, come on back anytime or uh, come on our bonus show, Nexus Tangents, and where we talk about all the other non-Vanguard stuff. Um, yeah, th- this week, uh, TIE Fighter joined us as we talked about uh, my... Uh, my plight to try and quit caffeine and his laughing in my face as he drank a co- mm-hmm. uh, coffee with Coke in it or Coke with coffee oh, in it. That's right. He yeah. posted about that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, where can people find you and follow you out there? Uh, yeah. So there's my YouTube channel, which is just outer orange, O U T E R orange, like the fruits. Um, and then there's Twitch, which is also outer orange, exactly like that. And you can also find me on my Twitter, which is outer underscore orange. So it's Ooh. a little different. Um, and then, yeah, you can also find me on my Discord. I have a Peels crew with Discord, and I have, like, links to my YouTube and Twitter and stuff like that. But I plug it on a lot because we're having a lot of fun in there. So you can also join and have fun with deck builds, talk about random stuff, play Genshin, talk about anime, talk about culture, Ooh. anime culture. So thighs and things, um, <laughs> and all that culture, uh, and yeah, we just vibe, same vibe with us there, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. You can find me on those those platforms, and um, I'm, I'm very free uh, to talk to people. I try to be as close to my fans as possible. That's not very healthy, but I do it anyway because I love talking to you guys. So yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> li- links to that will be in the show notes uh, slash description if you're uh, listening to this on YouTube. Um, but uh, you can you can find the show at Nexus at Night on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, support us, patreon.com slash Nexus at Night. That's the hat trick. Um, you can find me at Atlas Novak, Twitter or Instagram. Or you can find Matt, uh, who is not here this week, but he'll be back at Widdoms, two Gs, two Zs on Twitter. How about the rest of us? You can find me at Plasma Eclipse. I basically only post art. I don't think I... How often do I actually post anything that's, like, not art-related? I don't know. I'm not you. <laughs> what about Chris? Where can we find Chris? Uh, you can find me um, at Silver Chariot, Silver without the vowels, underscore Chariot, uh, seven Roman numerals. Um, I don't post much Vanguard. I post mostly uh, game dev, Smash, and some Vanguard whenever the mood strikes me. So, why? Okay. Because uh, I never... Sora... What? Yes. I, mean, I never I post Vanguard on my personal Twitter either. I just use the Nexus at night one, especially if I need to contradict Atlas. Yeah, that's and, uh, that's a fun time. We all three of us have logins, so. Look, man, you're just gonna you're just gonna see me just posting hella Seraph Snow and hella Genesis for the next like weeks. So you know, get used to that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back next week, so will Matt. And until next time, I was Atlas. <coughs> I'm dying. <laughs> I'm root beer. I'm killing root beer. I mean, I'm Chris. <laughs> Eating oranges? Question mark. <laughs> and is outer oranges? I don't know. Uh, and have a good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>